Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. I apologize. I'm starting just a little bit late this morning, uh, but good to see you all here with us in church this morning. Uh, we are going to get started by singing hymn number 402, hymn number 402, The Solid Rock. Let's all stand together as we sing hymn number 402, The Solid Rock. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last together of hymn number 402, The Solid Rock. On the first, my hope is built. That's the wrong one. I'm sorry. There's another The Solid Rock. That's the wrong one. Hymn number 404. I apologize. Wrong number. 404, The Solid Rock. That's the wrong The Solid Rock. They shouldn't put two songs with the same names in the, uh, in the book. On the, on the first, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On the second verse, when darkness fails his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand on that last verse sing it out this morning when he shall come with trumpet sound oh may i then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne on christ the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand amen what a wonderful solid rock to be built on i hope your life is built on that solid rock and i pray that our church is built on that as well we're going to open our service in a word of prayer uh, brother ray riggleman would you open our service this morning in a word of prayer Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all for being with us again this morning. And uh, I was gone the last three days, but it seems like everybody's been pretty busy out here the last couple of days, if you can tell. Uh, we've got some new plants in the front, and a lot of the uh, weeds have been taken out of the flower beds. And then Brother Jim was here yesterday. Or was it yesterday, Brother Jim? Uh, he was here yesterday working over here on the side, getting these uh, uh, new uh, window wells put in because they were leaking a little bit. So thank you for that, Brother Jim. And uh, I know, uh, I think it was Friday as well, Brother Allen. I don't see him here this morning. I know Miss Gina is, is out in, in Maryland today, so uh, but keep them in your prayers. But I know Brother Allen was here cutting the grass t this, uh, this week 
that I was, while I was gone, and uh, uh, and I know uh, Brother Jesse Lampman was here throughout the week getting the uh, bus, all the letters taken off of it. So I thank thank you everybody who's been here at the church working uh, over the last couple of days, keeping the church looking good, and uh, so appreciate all of your help and all of your hard work. Uh, I do have a few announcements for you. If you have your bulletins out, and uh, I did not get a bulletin this morning, but that's okay. I've got my announcements right here. Oh, I'll take Mrs. Harris's. Thank you so much. If you see right in the inside cover, if you got one, uh, you, d you all probably would have gotten one of these flyers. This is uh, an advertisement letting you know about our Gospel Friends Quartet uh, that is coming to sing for us on October the 1st uh, during our morning service uh, and also during an afternoon service that day. So I'd encourage you, if you're able to, please join us for that. That's going to be October uh, the 1st, as well as we have a few other announcements this coming Saturday, September 30th. We're having Super Saturday Soul Winning. I would encourage you, if you're able to, please join us for that. Uh, we've got right here, uh, if you have not heard, I've been letting you know about it. We've got John and Romans that we're going to be taking and hopefully getting out to many different people in our community. This is just the book of John and the book of Romans in your Bible. And uh, it's also a marked edition. So uh, this is a great tool, a great, great resource to be getting uh, into the hands of our community. And uh, it's a wonderful thing if you see uh, with it being a marked edition, it tells you right on the front, see page 43. Really, in all honesty, it takes you right through the whole plan of salvation, right through the books of John and through the book of Romans, and it's just a wonderful tool. So please pray for us, and if you're able to come out this Saturday, I'd encourage you, come with us. Uh, come join us as we knock on doors and give people gospel tracts and uh, show them what it means to be saved and how they can know for sure uh, they're going to heaven when they die. And uh, this is another great resource for that. We're going to be giving these out. We have two 150 of them for now. Uh, I'm working on getting us more of them, uh, but we've got 250 for now that we're going to get handed out. That's 250 pieces of scripture uh, that people that may never have had the Bible or may never have read the Bible or may never have heard of God anymore. Uh, you know, back in the day, you never heard of that. It was unheard of for somebody not to know who God is or who Jesus is. But in today's day and age, it's all too prevalent. We hear about it so often that people just they, they don't know who God is. Or maybe they've never even read the book of John or Romans. They've never really read what's in the book of, uh, of, these, uh, of what God has given to us in his Bible. Uh, but this is a great resource. We're going to be trying to get a bunch of these out. So uh, if you would please, if you're able to join us uh, this coming Saturday at 10 o'clock, we're going to have uh, coffee and donuts to get us ready to go and uh, get us excited and uh, all hopped up on sugar. Amen. And, uh, and then 1030, we're going to head out and start giving out the gospel and knocking on doors and letting people know about the church, but also more importantly, uh, letting people know uh, about uh, our, the saving grace of our Lord Jesus. So how's it going? Brother, good to see you. And uh, also a few other announcements uh, to give you. Thursday, September the 28th, we will have uh, our ladies' Bible study. That's going to be here at the church at 12 o'clock. And that's going to be a wonderful time for the ladies of our church to get together and, uh, and, to, and to open up the Word of God. They're going to be in the book of Psalms together uh, this coming Thursday. So that's going to be a wonderful thing. Also, this coming Wednesday at uh, September 27th, we will have also our trustees meeting. All trustees, please uh, be reminded that we do have a trustees meeting this coming Wednesday right after our evening service. And then uh, we have a big Sunday coming up. I don't know if anybody's known about October the 1st coming up, uh, but we've got a big Sunday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I can see a big yellow bus uh, sitting out in the uh, parking lot. 
And uh, that came all the way back from Georgia. If you haven't heard the story, uh, I, I took about 30 minutes on Wednesday night, so I'm not going to take the time to tell you all the story. But uh, long story short, the bus broke down for about four hours just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, but we're back now, amen? So there's a big uh, yellow bus out there. We're going to get it lettered, get it registered, and all that. So our first Sunday, we're praying, will be September or October the 1st. That is not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And uh, we're going to get that bus out in the neighborhood and go out and start uh, picking up kids and picking up families to come to church and to hear about the truth that is in the Word of God. Amen. So uh, that is coming up October the 1st, but also that day, it's a very special day as well. We are also going to be having the Gospel Friends. They're coming. They're, they're a Gospel Quartet. They're coming uh, to sing for us during the morning service. Uh, then we're going to have an afternoon luncheon together, and then we're going to have uh, an afternoon service around 1.30. So that's going to be a wonderful time. I would encourage you, please, uh, uh, invite a friend, invite a family member. Uh, there will be a gospel message. Uh, there will be a gospel message preached there. So if you would please uh, join us for that. And uh, again, that's the kickoff Sunday for our bus ministry. I would also like to ask you, please pray for the bus ministry. Pray not only that the Lord would lead us to those who are searching, those who are uh, without the gospel, that need the gospel, but also uh, pray that we would be able to have the workers and the helpers that we need to have Sunday school downstairs and junior church downstairs and also uh, to have bus captains and helpers and things like that on the bus route itself. Uh, so please be praying for that. And hey, maybe the Lord's laid it on your heart. Maybe the Lord's laid it on your heart to help the bus ministry in some way. I'd like for you to pray about that. Maybe the Lord's been touching your heart about these th things, and you just need to say, Lord, I'm going to step out in faith. We talked about it in Sunday school today, how we just need to take that first step. You know, that first step is hard, isn't it, sometimes? Uh, to take that first step of obedience and to take that first step uh, in faith. Uh, I was saying uh, that first step of faith sometimes is like looking out and, and taking a step down the stairs, but you can't see that first step. And it's hard sometimes, but we got to take that first step of faith. So if the Lord's laying that on your heart, I would encourage you to follow the Lord's leading in that. And uh, if you'd like to be uh, a part of that, I'd also like to ask uh, if we could just for a few moments, um, I was going to say this morning, but uh, let's, let's, say, uh, let's say this coming Sunday night, tonight. Let's do tonight. Let's have a quick meeting with all those. Uh, if you are even praying about uh, helping in the bus ministry, Please come to this meeting after tonight's service. We're just going to have a quick meeting. I'm just going to give a few instructions about the coming weeks. And uh, I want to uh, hear about what's been going on with visiting and things like that. But also, I uh, want to uh, get us excited about going out. Uh, get us excited about starting this bus ministry. So if anybody who has already uh, decided to be a part of the bus ministry or is on the fence, please come to uh, our meeting after the service tonight. I would encourage you, please uh, be there for that. Also, I want to remind everybody as well, we do have our bus ministry fund uh, goal sign back up. And uh, you can see it's back down to the empty again because uh, we used it all to buy the bus and get it back here. Uh, so I want to encourage you, if, if the Lord's laid on your heart to give to that, please do. We still need to buy uh, uh, gas for the bus. We still have insurance to pay for. We still have maintenance to keep up on and, and flyers and all these different things. Uh, you know, we want to be able to put the Bible in the hand of every kid that comes on our bus. But, you know, that costs money. So, uh, and I don't, I'm never going to be the pastor that comes up here just begging for your money. But I would say this is a very wor worthwhile 
ministry to, to, to give some money to. So if the Lord's laying that on your heart, I'd encourage you, please uh, follow the Lord's leading in that. Now, we do have a birthday coming up this week. Now, I was just told I have the wrong day. Now, I'm seeing somebody pointing now. I see, I see somebody pointing. Is, this, is it somebody else's birthday this week as well? Whose birthday is it? Okay, so it's Miss Grace's birthday. I didn't know that. What's your birthday? October 1st. Oh, so that's coming up this week. Well, you know what? You get sung to twice because you're going to get sung to this week and next week. So we're going to sing twice to you. But also, we've got another one who I just found out I have the wrong date for your birthday. I was told it was the 29th, but I found out that there's another date for it. But we're going to sing to it as the 29th, okay, brother? We're going we're gonna, to, if that's okay, we're going to sing it as if it's the 29th. Is that okay? Okay, we'll do that. So we've got Brother Bill Painter has a birthday, September the 29th. Uh, so we're going to sing to both of them today, Miss Grace and Brother Bill Painter. We're going to sing to them. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Well, can we clap for him? Let's clap for him. Happy birthday. And don't worry. Once you reach 16 years old, I don't ask you what your birthday is anymore. So I'm assuming you're what, about 18 or 19 now, Miss Grace? And then you're hitting right about what, 25, Brother Bill? Is it 25 this year or 26? Oh, 25. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, uh, make sure you tell them happy birthday there. But uh, then I also want to remind everybody, this is the last announcement. I know I had quite a few of them today. But I want to remind everybody of our November conference. Our con yeah, our November conference. If I can get my words to come out, I apologize. And we're going to have our worldwide evangelism conference. So it's basically, and I want to explain this. I don't know if I've explained it in detail. Uh, but a worldwide evangelism conference is basically a missions conference. Uh, but this year, we did not have the time to get a hold of our missionaries that are on the field to get them to come to this conference. So we've got two special speakers coming that are going to speak for us. And... Um, but they're going to come, they're going to speak, and this whole thing, the, the idea is, is to get our minds and our hearts in the right place when it comes to missions. We support right now, I believe it's eight missionaries that we support right now, I believe wholeheartedly that next year we can double that. I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. I have faith. Right now our missions giving is somewhere close to $10,000 a year. I believe wholeheartedly that next year the Lord's going to allow us to raise that to $20,000 a year to give to missions. I believe it wholeheartedly. I believe that missions ought to be something that we give a lot to. You know, we've only got about 100,000 people in our local area. If you count a few of the cities near us, you know there's seven point something billion people in the world, right? So we need to be giving as much as we can to get the gospel out, uh, whether it's by sending Bibles or whether it's by uh, sending workers, whatever we can do. Uh, but our, our, our theme is we're going to have three days of good preaching, great singing, we're going to be praising the name of Jesus, and we're going to have great fellowship together, and it's all going to be surrounded around the theme of that all may know. That's our goal. That's going to be our goal for next year as well, that all may know, that all may know, not just in our local area, but around the world. So that's our goal uh, for that conference. Please make plans now to attend. Invite your friends invite your family. Let's get our church uh, on, a, on a track of not only reaching those who are in our local area, but sending people 
to all over the globe. I, I would love to be able to say in the next few years that we've got somebody that we're supporting in every major nation, in every major country around the world. I'd love to say that. I don't know how many there are. Does anybody know how many countries there are in the world? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take that class in school. I did, but I forgot it all. Nobody, they, they, they took the test last week, amen? No, but there's a lot of them, amen? I, I would love to be able to have that, uh, that testimony, but praise the Lord. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday, we'll have that conference at 6 o'clock in the evening, and then we will have our Sunday morning service at 1045, then an afternoon lunch, and then we'll close out the conference with an afternoon service at 1.30. So I'd encourage you all, please put that in your calendars. Again, that's November third through fifth. Okay, did everybody get all of that? There was a lot of information, wasn't it? Amen. Well, we're going to go on now to our second hymn, hymn number two, 389. Hymn number 389, More About Jesus. 389, More About Jesus. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last together this morning. More about Jesus would I know, more of his grace to others show. More of his saving fullness see, more of his love who died for me. More, more about Jesus, more, more about Jesus. More of his saving fullness see, more of his love who died for me. On that second verse, more about Jesus let me learn. More of his holy will discern. Spirit of God, my teacher, be showing the things of Christ to me. More, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of his saving fullness seem. More of his love who died for me. On that last verse, more about Jesus on his throne, riches and glory all his own. More of his kingdom sure increase, more of his coming prince of peace. More, more about Jesus, more, more about Jesus, more of his saving fullness seen. More of his love who died for me. Amen. I hope that's your desire in this life. I don't know about you, but uh, the reason I read my Bible, the reason I come to church is because not only do I want to be able to uh, more accurately give people the gospel, but I so, so much want to know more about Jesus. I want to know more about the one who created all things. I want to know more about the one who gave me the life that I have today. And I sure hope that you desire that in your life. If you have your uh, bulletin with you, we're going to sing our song of the month in the, in the front left-hand side there. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. We will sing that together one time through. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. Let's sing it together uh, this morning. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever I will sing I will sing I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever I will sing of the mercies of the Lord with my mouth will I make known 
faithfulness with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Amen. We're going to take the, on our offering at this time. If you can all be seated, I'm going to ask our ushers to please come forward at this time. Uh, Brother uh, Jim, and uh, let's see, uh, brother, let's see, who do we have? Let's see, Brother uh, Jesse uh, Riggleman, would you come forward to help take the offering this morning? This is just a time that we get to give back as the Lord has given to us. If you're visiting with us today, we would not expect anything from you. We just hope you get a blessing from being in the service today. Uh, but those of you who are regulars, we expect you to empty your pockets. Amen. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Uh, but praise the Lord. We're glad you're here today. But uh, this is just a time that we get to give back as the Lord has given uh, to us. And we thank the Lord for everything that he's given to us. Uh, let's see. Brother Jesse, would you open uh, or would you pray for the offering? Dear Grace and Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that we come together Amen. to worship thy words. Help us as the pastor this morning. Build Has something to hit our hearts that we can take home and to understand more about thee and that how thankful we should be that how loving that you are and the things that you've done for us and you gave your son to die on the cross for us amen. you loved us so much amen continue as we take these the offering that we use it wisely help us give the wisdom and the guidance Lord be with us Amen. As they're taking the offering, welcome each other to the service. Shake each other's hand. Welcome. Wave to each other if you need to. As we're getting closer together here, as we get back to our pews here, let's get our Bibles out. We'll turn to Judges chapter number 7. Judges chapter number 7. Let's all stand together and we'll turn to Judges chapter 7, beginning in verse number 15. Judges chapter 7, verse number 15. Let's all stand together, if you would, please. Judges chapter 7, verse number 15 is where we'll begin. And we will read all the way down through verse number 23 together this morning. And there are a few big words in here, so I'm going to try my very best to say them, and uh, we'll see about it. But let's, let's start in verse number 15, and I'll read on verse number 15. If you would please join in with me on verse number 16, and we'll read responsively all the way down through verse number 
23. Twee, I can't, no, not twee, I'm not Tweety Bird. It's uh, 23, I'm sorry. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Judges chapter 7, verse number 15. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshiped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of the Midian. And he divided the 300 men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to, be, to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Bethshittah in Zerarath, and to the border of Abelmeholah, unto Tabith. And altogether on verse 23, And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Nephtali, and out of Asher, and unto Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites. I told you there were some long words in there. Amen. You may be seated. And we'll take our hymn books out one more time together. We'll turn to hymn number 409. Hymn number 409, For I know whom I have believed. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last together this morning of hymn number 409. I know whom I have believed. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last. I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he hath made known, nor why unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for his own. But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. On that second verse, I know not how this saving faith to me he did impart, nor how believing in his word wrought peace within my heart. But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. On that last verse, I know not when my Lord may come at night or noonday. 
I know who I believe in, do you? Amen. Amen. What a wonderful thing. Well, we're going to have special music at this time. What a privilege to come into God's set me free. As I lift my eyes and see his awesome glory, I remember who he is and bow the knee. Bow the knee. See him high and lifted up 
let's get our Bibles out. Let's get our Bibles out. We'll turn to the book of Judges, chapter number 7. Before we do that, I'm going to ask all of the young people, if they would please, uh, make their way downstairs for Junior Church. And uh, Miss Marge is going to go down with there with them. And isn't it wonderful to see young people in the church? Amen? Amen. It's so wonderful to see. And the bus hasn't even started yet. Amen? Oh, what a wonderful thing. Judges, chapter number 7. Judges chapter number 7 is where we're going to be at this morning. Judges chapter 7, beginning in verse number 15. Judges chapter 7, verse number 15. And uh, I believe most of us would fairly, uh, uh, most of us could say that we pretty well know who Gideon is. We can all pretty well say that we know who Gideon is. And, uh, but this here is the story of Gideon. And now what I'll do is I'll give you a little preliminary here. And uh, Gideon uh, was very doubtful. Was he not? In the beginning of the story, he was doubtful that God was going to use him. Uh, Gideon uh, was somebody who God called to do something. And in that, Gideon said, well, uh, Lord, I need a sign. Lord, give me a sign of what you'd want for me to do. And how many signs did Gideon take? Uh, I don't know about you, but reading through it, it seemed like he needed about 100 signs before uh, God would tell him what to do. Uh, driving down the road, if you see a sign that says road closed, do you need more than one sign to know that the road is closed? No. But somehow Gideon thought he needed something like 30 signs. He said, well, if I put out the, the, the sheepskin and it's dry uh, uh, on the sheepskin and then all the way around it, it's wet, then that's my sign. And then he says, okay, well, it happens the next day. And then, well, what happens the next day? Well, he says, well, that, that wasn't good enough for me. I don't know about you, but that's pretty good for me. That seems like a good sign of God right there, that it rained all the way around or that it was due all the way around. And, and I don't know about you, but uh, I know that sheep's uh, wool pretty well will, will keep the wetness or it will keep the dryness if it's dry. But he needs another sign. So he says, okay, well, this time I'm going to swap it up on you. See if you can do more than one thing, God. I don't know about you, but Gideon had some, uh, uh, he, he had some courage there, didn't he? To, to be able to go against God like that and say, well, that wasn't good enough, God. I need another one. So then he asked for another sign. He says, well, uh, I need another sign. I can't, I can't just do it on that one sign. The whole thing is, is God wants him to go to battle. I don't know about you, but if God asks me to go to battle, then I'm fairly certain that God's going to be in the battle with me. So I should be okay, right? Gideon couldn't get it under his, uh, uh, through his thick skull, but we're pretty thick, aren't we? I'm a pretty thick man. I need, I need some, uh, some signs every once in a while. But Gideon, he asked for another sign, and he says, well, let, let me have another one. How about this time, the, the sheepskin uh, and, the, and the sheep's wool is, is completely drenched with water, but everything around it is wet. So he says, okay, uh, I'll give you that sign as well. So he gives him that sign, and eventually there's a bunch of back and forth there. And finally, uh, Gideon says, well, okay, I'll do it. And then he says, well, i got to have a bunch of men. So a bunch of men get together, a really pretty decent-sized group, well, really ill-matched either way, because this, uh, this whole battle is, is going to be mixed, mismatched either way. The, the, other, the other team is just, they're stacked. If anybody knows anything about sports... Does anybody know anything about sports? I don't know much about sports. But I would say it was almost like, um, it's like Babe Ruth going up against me. That's what, that would be the stacked right there. Everybody, everybody knows who Babe Ruth is, right? Okay, I, I wanted to make sure. I got a bunch of dead faces there. I want to make sure that everybody knows who Babe Ruth is. 
but, and everybody knows their pastor, right? I'm not an athletic man. I'm not that great at ba baseball. But that's what the battle was stacked up to be like. And they had a pretty decent group of people at first. And then uh, Gideon, well, then God says, well, let's do this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some more signs that I'm going to be in it. You want signs? I'll give you signs. So then he takes away a certain group of the men. He basically just said, anybody who wants to go home, go home. And like 50% of them left. If I said that here today, I won't say it. Don't worry. But a bunch of them left. And then he said, well, okay, anybody who goes down and, and, and dips into the water with their hand and then drinks it, keep them. But anybody who sticks their head in the water and drinks it, don't keep them. So then there was only like 300 people left. That's, that's all that was left was 300 people to go against a huge army. Now, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. And then not only that, God tells him, okay, put your weapons down. And so Gideon says, okay, God, what now? I've got some faith, God, but I don't know if I can do that. He tells him to put his weapons down. He says, pick up a trumpet. Okay. What am I going to do with a trumpet against thousands of people? What am I going to do with a trumpet? He says, okay, grab a trumpet, grab a torch, and grab a pitcher. If that's not the beginning of a good joke, I don't know what is. But God tells him to do that. And then we see here in verse number 15. And it was so, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned to the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, and it shall be that, as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow the trumpet... I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpet also on every side of the camp and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and brake their pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hand to blow with all, and they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. And the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled uh, to Bethsheba in Zerarath, and unto the border of, of, of Abel-Meholah, unto Tabith. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali, and out of Asher, and out of all Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites." I don't know about you, but this required some courage to do that. Yes, Gideon didn't, he doubted quite a bit at first. But then he finally stepped out in faith. He said, Lord, I'll do it. But then he needed some courage. He needed some courage for us to defeat the enemies that are in our lives or in the way of, uh, of the ministry that God has for us. We're going to need not only faith like we spoke about on Wednesday night, but we're going to need some courage to go and fight the battle that God has given us to fight. We're going to need some courage to stand up to the enemies of the faith with nothing but the sword of the Lord. We don't have weapons. We don't have weapons to combat them other than the sword of the Lord. That's all that they had there. Our churches need courage. Our families need courage. The message today is simply this. Be 
of good courage. Be of good courage. Let's pray and we'll get into it this morning. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for the group that's here today. Uh, Lord, I'm so encouraged. Uh, Lord, here today in church, I pray that I'd be able to encourage others today, Lord, to be of good courage. Lord, we've had to step out in faith quite a bit over the last few weeks, Lord. And we're going to have to continue to step out in faith if we want this church uh, to do what it is that you've called for us to do. I pray that we'd have the courage to do so. Lord, we need you. I pray that you'd be in this service, Lord. I pray that you'd speak through me. I pray that my words would not be heard, Lord, but that your words would reign uh, uh, supreme through the service, Lord, and that they would, it would cut the heart, Lord, and it would uh, change the life. We need you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, Gideon, in this passage of Scripture, had to exercise quite a bit of faith. He had to have faith in God. Now, there were some things he needed from God before that, and I won't hold that against Gideon, but uh, he needed some signs. He was very doubtful. But finally, he stepped out in faith and said, God, I'm going to do it. But he needed courage as well. He needed courage to go with that faith. Gideon had to finally come to the realization of the fact that no matter how small his army was, it didn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered how big his army was, but it didn't matter. It was not the size of the army that Gideon had. It was the size of the God that was with them. And I don't know about you, but my God is bigger than the rest of them. My God is the only true God. They had to have faith that God would do the work, but they also needed courage to actually go and do what it is that God had for them to do. We've got to be courageous. We've got to have courage if we're going to fight the battle that God has given to us. There are many scriptures in the Word of God that talk about courage. I actually I did a word study in my Bible over the weekend. I wasn't just vacationing over the weekend. I was working. Amen. But I did a word study. And I, I went through and I found the ones that, uh, the verses that were speaking about having courage because God is with you. Uh, but you know, with, with, with the word courage and the word be of good courage, the, that phrase, there's quite a few scriptures in the Bible that speak about that. I'm going to read some of them for you here today. But this is something, as we read through these verses, that we as Christians need to take to heart. We need to be of good courage. I don't know about you, but it seems like sometimes we forget who it is that's on our side. You know we got God on our side, right? You know we have the creator of the universe on our side, right? That's who I'm serving. We have Jesus Christ. God Almighty. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the creator of all things, and the one who will end all things. He's the one who is fighting for us. So when I say be of good courage, it's not to say be of good courage and not have anything to back that up. I'm backing it up with the fact that be of good courage because God is on our side. God is on our side. We have a very great ally. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says this, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Man, I could leave that verse right there. We could take that one verse right there, and I could preach a whole message just on that. He it is that is with thee. 
God is the one that goes before me into the battle. I'm not going by myself. I couldn't do a thing. Just like Gideon, if, if those 300 men were to take up their swords and go into that battle, it would take five minutes to defeat them. But they didn't take a sword, did they? What did they take? They took a trumpet, a pitcher, and a lamp. It's not, I don't know about you, that's not the three first things on my list if I'm going to battle. I'm going to take a 50 caliber, I'm going to take a 45, I'm going to take a, uh, you know, if I'm going into battle, those are the things I want. Maybe an RPG or a tank. I don't know, but trumpet is not on there. A pitcher is not on there. A lamp isn't on it either. But you know what? They had a much greater weapon than anything they could have ever imagined. They had God Almighty on their side. We see the children of Israel so often forgot who it was that was on their side. They would forget. I understand. We're human. We're going to forget that God's on our side every once in a while. But every once in a while, we need to look in the great book of, uh, of the Word of God and realize that we have God on our side. Right. We're not fighting alone. Don't worry, we're not taking the few people who are here today uh, into the great battle. Yes, we're to work together, but we're to work together following God. Right. He's the one who will go before us. Deuteronomy 31, verse 23 says this, And he gave Joshua, the son of Nun, a charge, and said, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. Joshua 1, verse 9, this is a very uh, well-known verse. It says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the United States military is on your side. No, 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 it doesn't say that. What does it say? It says, Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. I don't know about you, but being backed by the United States military, at least now, seems like it's a pretty good thing. But you put them up next to God, and I'm sorry, but they're just a little bit of stick figures standing there next to my God. He's the one that goes with me. That's why I can have great courage. If it was not for my God, uh, I would be curled up here in a ball because I have no courage. Uh, I could have no courage without Him. I'd be nothing without Him. 2 Samuel 10 verse 12 says, Be of good courage, and let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God. And the Lord doeth, or the Lord do that which seemeth Him good. 1 Chronicles 22 Verse number 13, it says, Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord uh, charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of a good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. First Chronicles 28, verse 20. It says, And David said to Solomon his son, Be strong and of a good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Psalm 27, 14. Verses 13 and 14 are my mom's life verse, but they're also my life verse. I've, I've stolen them from her, but that's okay. The Bible's for everybody. But Psalm 27, verses thir uh, verse number 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Psalm 31, 24 says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Because God Almighty uh, is on our side, we can have courage. 
We can have strength. Without God, we cannot have courage. As long as God is the one leading your life, be of good courage. Because he it is that goeth with thee. He's the one who goes with thee. You don't have to fear what the rest of this world does. You can have courage because God Almighty is on your side. When you're hearing things in your mind about backing down and giving up, please know that that is not the Lord telling you to do that. We see all throughout the Bible, he says, be of good courage. Don't back down. Don't give up. When you start to begin to hear those things of give up, uh, just end it, uh, just leave it. Uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Don't lose courage. You don't need courage anymore. That's not God speaking to you. That's the devil trying to get you off track in life. Don't listen to it. Be of good courage. The devil would like nothing more than for you to give up and back down from what you believe is right. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7 such a wonderful verse. If you already memorized it, it's a great verse to memorize. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God is not the one who puts those thoughts in your mind of giving up, of fearing what He's going to do. No, that's not what He's given you. Because He's given you not the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's what God's given to you. If we continue on and read verses number 8 and 9, it says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which is given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. We have... What we have been given by God, I'm sorry, is not to be in fear. The Bible very expressly states, fear not. Fear not. In the Old Testament, there's many verses. And I'll try to read quite a few of them to you here today. Maybe that can be an encouragement to you to fear not. Don't fear what the world is going to do. Don't fear when you see God moving because God's got it in control. God has got it taken care of. God knows what's going to happen already. God does not exist in space and time. He, does not, he knows what's going to happen in the future. He knows what's happened in the past. I told our people this morning in Sunday school, just take that first step of faith. Be of good courage. Don't fear what's down there. You, know, you might not be able to see it. But fear not. Because God is with you. Fear it's the opposite of courage. And not, it means don't do it. That's those two words right there. They're pretty simple. They ought to make sense. In the Old Testament, Genesis 15, verse 1, it says, And these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, or Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Genesis 21, verse 17, it says, And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the word of the lad where he is. Genesis 26, verse 24 says, And the Lord appeared unto him the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee. 
Genesis 46, verse 3, it says, And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. Deuteronomy 1, verse 21 says, Behold, the Lord uh, thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of thy fathers has said unto thee. Fear not, neither be discouraged. Fear not. Judges 6, verse number 10 it says, And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the God of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But ye have not obeyed my voice. 2 Kings 6, verse number 16 says, And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I'm not just saying to fear not and not giving you anything to back it up. The Bible says it all throughout. Those are just a few verses in the Old Testament. I, I've got pages here. I've got like three pages of verses in the Old Testament that, that God's just saying, fear not because I'm on your side. Fear not for I'm with you. Fear not because those are who, that, because he that is with you is greater than he that is with them. If you are saved and born again and on your way to heaven today, know this dear Christian. The one who is in you is more powerful than who is in the world. The world has no power over you. You have Jesus in your heart. If you don't have Jesus in your heart tonight, then man, you're missing out on that power. You're missing out on the greatest ally you could ever hope for. You've got a companion. You've got one who will go before you. In the book of Matthew 10 verse 28, it says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Don't fear them. Yeah, they can, they, they can kill you in body. But know this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yes. You who are born again and saved and on your way to heaven, what a wonderful thing it is to know that no matter what this world does, you know, we don't live in a third world country where they do have to fear. They, they do have to meet uh, in, in private, in hiding. But know this, even those who have given their lives to Christ. They can kill your body, but they cannot kill your soul. If God has got you, then there's nothing that can take you away. What does the Bible say? And I might paraphrase this, but it says, uh, For I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities uh, and nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from that. Nothing. Don't fear it. Don't fear when God begins to move in your life. Don't fear when God says, hey, take that step. Just like with Gideon, we can oftentimes fear and doubt what God is going to do in our lives. It can be so easy. I, I, I'm just as much uh, uh, guilty of this as anybody else in this room. It can be so easy. God begins to move and he says, I'm going to do something great through you. I'm going to do something great through this church, but I need you to take a step. I need you to move. And yes, it's fearful. Yes, we need faith, but we need courage as well to take the step. So church, have a good courage. Fear not what God is doing. Be of good courage. Revelation 1, verses 17 and 18 says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. 
And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. I serve him. I serve the one. I serve God Almighty. I serve the Creator. If I serve Him, then I ought not fear anything that this world has to do to me. You know, it takes courage to take a leap of faith. That bus out there is a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. We're not a big church. We're not a church that has thousands coming where uh, to buy a bus is no big deal. Buying a bus is a big deal. But we're stepping out in faith. We have courage. We're not fearing uh, what this world is going to do. We're not fearing what the economy is going to do. Oh, we're going to step out in faith. We're going to have courage and say, God has told us to do it, so we're going to do it, bless God. I don't care what this world does. We're going to serve God. You know, I, I skipped over quite a few verses here that talk about fear not. I think there was at least 20 of them here where the Bible speaks about fear not. I know I skipped over about half of them that said be of good courage. But you know what? The Bible's trying to tell us something. The Bible's trying to get a hold of us and tell us don't fear. Don't, don't let fear take over your life. If you let fear grab hold of you, fear of taking that first step of faith will never get anything done. We'll, we'll, we'll never see any souls saved. Right. We'll never see the souls come into discipleship that just recently got saved if we don't take that first step of faith. We've got to take a step of faith. Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. Finances are tight. Family situations aren't what they should be. Change is happening. Health is fading. The world seems to be getting worse and worse. But fear not, dear Christian. Be of good courage. God is still on the throne. He has not abdicated. He has not stepped down. He hasn't given up. Don't give up, Christian. Fear not what this world is going to do. Be of good courage. Have faith. We talked about it Wednesday night. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. But with that faith, bring along that courage. That when God tells you to do something, yes, you've got faith that God's going to do it. But have the courage enough to take that first step and say, God, I'm going to do it. Take that first step and then take that second step and don't stop taking steps until God tells you to stop. Keep, keep the faith. Be of good courage and fear not. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I love you. Thank you for all that you've given to us. Lord, you're so good to us. You give us so much that we don't deserve. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your word, Lord, what it tells us to fear not to be of good courage. Lord, I pray that this church, Lord, I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice today would make a decision today, uh, Lord, that they're going to have courage. 
That they're not going to fear anymore of what this world's going to do. They're not going to fear anymore the working of your hand, Lord. I pray that we would step out in faith. That we would have courage enough to take the leap and do what it is that you've called for us to do. The altar is open. The piano won't play, but as uh, we have this open call, maybe the Lord's laid it on your heart. Maybe you've lost courage. It's understandable. The world is getting worse and worse. And yes, you're beginning to lose courage, but I'm here to tell you, dear Christian, uh, maybe you just need to come down here and just say, God, uh, Lord, help me. I need courage. Maybe you just need to come down and say, today I'm going to make this decision, Lord. I am going to have courage. Lord, I'm not going to lose faith. Lord, I'm not going to fear what this world is going to do. Lord, I'm going to keep stepping. Lord, I'm going to keep taking steps towards what you've called for me to do. Maybe you just need to come forward today and dedicate your life to taking the steps necessary to follow God. The piano's going to play, and as it does, you come. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I thank you for this service that we've had. Lord, I thank you for the time that we've been able to spend together in your word. Lord, I pray that these things would have been taken to heart, Lord. I pray that we would take these things and use them, Lord, and allow them to shape our life and allow them to shape our decisions, Lord, in everything that we do. Lord, we need you. We thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand together. We'll get our hymn books out. Turn to hymn number 353. Hymn number 353 in your blue hymn books, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. Let's sing it together. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of 353, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. The Lord's our rock, in Him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever ill be tied, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm. On that second verse, a shade by day, defense by night, a shelter in the time of storm. Fears alarm, no foes affright, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a 
shelter in the time of storm. On that last verse, O rock divine, O refuge dear, a shelter in the time of storm. Be thou our helper ever near, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm. Amen. We're going to close our service in a word of prayer. Brother Jim Doss, would you please close our service this morning?